Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway talks about our student ministry vision of Belong, Believe, Become. Dallas talks about how no matter where you're from, who you are, what you do, or what you think about God, you belong here. He talks about Luke 19 verses 1 through 10 and the story of Zacchaeus and Jesus accepting him for who he is, wanting him to come to believe in Jesus, and ultimately Zacchaeus becoming more like Jesus. And that's our hope for our students here at FGS. We hope you enjoy this message. That's right. You may have a seat. Uh, Guys, we really are so glad to be back together. It's so fun. Um, And we are super excited that you sixth graders are here today. And remember, don't forget about your candy, okay? Remember to get your free candy afterwards so that you can be all sugared up when you meet your parents, okay? And they'll be really thankful that we gave you all those tasty treats. Uh, So again, my name is Dallas. You guys can you can't call me whatever you want, okay? Because there's a line that, you know, probably gets crossed at some point. But uh, be kind in what you call me. I would probably answer to just about anything. Um, as we jump in this morning, normally we are going through like a series, and it might be a series on like a particular book of the Bible, or it might be a series on uh, some real life stuff. Like last fall, we did a series on anxiety and depression because we know that that's a, a big deal in our culture, and especially with you guys in middle school and with our high schoolers as well. Uh, but today we are going to do a series or a, a one-off message that is just about our vision for FG students for middle school and high school. And actually, it's the vision now for FG kids as well. And I'm wearing it, okay? Uh, we've got some other people who are wearing this same shirt as well. But it, our vision, just if you don't hear anything else this morning, is belong, believe, and become, all right? These are the things that we want for you guys as middle schoolers. We want this for our, our high schoolers. And again, we want this for our kids kids as well. And these aren't just nice words that we came up with. We were like, oh my gosh, they all start with the letter B, right? And we were like, man, we got it. But these are things that we see all throughout the Bible. And especially when Jesus interacts with people, that belonging was happening, that people were believing and that people were becoming. And we'll explain what each one of these means in just a minute. But before we dive into the scriptures, I kind of want to get to know you guys a little bit and for you to get to know me. Um, and I, sh- I realize I should have brought pictures and maybe I will next week and just like fill, fill in the blanks so you can put like names to faces and all that stuff. But my name is Dallas. I have a wife. I'm a married man. All right. That's why I have this little rubber plastic ring on my finger. Um, I mentioned this in first service, but I lost my, my original ring. It was only like $35. Okay. So don't feel bad for me, but I lost it in the lake at Woodlands at Epic, which is where we're going to be in two weeks. So if you find in, in the lake at Woodlands, if you find my ring, major points for your team. Okay. I lost it around the basketball, the water basketball goal area. So just going to put that out there. If you end up like coming up and you're like, I have a pinky ring now, right? That might be my, my wedding ring. Okay. So please return it and get major points. Yes, sir. Yes. It is made out of of tungsten. Okay. T-U-N-G-sten. All right. Tungsten. Uh, But yes, so I'm married. My wife's name is Brittany. She's a beautiful uh, blonde lady. And we have two kids together. We have two little boys. One of them, his name is Owen. And Owen is three years old. He just turned three. And then we've got Samuel. So we've got Owen and Samuel. And Samuel will be one in October, all right? October 3rd. So if anybody's got an October 3rd birthday, that's kind of fun that you share a birthday with old Samuel. So uh, Samuel will be one. He is like just learning to walk and everything. He's kind of, he's a little bit ahead of where Owen was at this time. 
around, but he's learned to walk and he just gets into everything. He wants to put everything into his mouth. And so that's kind of where we're at with Samuel. Owen being three years old, uh, I have made the decision to get him into Star Wars and he loves it. Like he is all about Star Wars. We don't watch like the live action stuff. It's only the cartoon stuff now, but he loves it. He had a Star Wars birthday party and we took a bunch of pool noodles. We cut them in half and made little lightsabers with them. We like, my, my wife is so good and crafty with those things. She took duct tape and like wrapped it around so it looked like the, the handle on the lightsaber. And then we put little like black construction paper, like squares and circles and stuff. So it looked like buttons for him to turn it on. So he, lo Owen loves it. He loves hitting Samuel with the lightsabers. Uh, and then we have to take him away. He got a real like hard plastic lightsaber for his birthday and he definitely, definitely gets that taken away when he hits Samuel or me or mom with it. So it gets violent in our house with lightsabers and Star Wars things, but we love it. I'll, I'll bring a picture next week. And then we also have a little dog, okay? So we have a little dog, her name is Malin. And uh, Malin, we don't really know what she is because we got her from the Humane Society, but she, we think she's like some sort of like Maltese, Yorkie, if you're a dog person, you kind of know what those are, but like some sort of mix of those things and maybe, maybe some other things, we don't even know. Uh, but she's, she's cute, she's sweet, she's also like mostly blind, which is kind of sad, so she uh, every now and then will walk into stuff and it's kind of funny, but also like, oh, Malin, hope you're not hurt. Uh, so that's our family. Uh, for me, I, I enjoy, I enjoy having fun. I enjoy laughing. Um, I am both like into video games and like, I, I really enjoy playing video games. I've played games since I was, goodness, in like first or second grade, uh, is when I started playing video games and I still play uh, a couple nights a week today. And then, but I also like really love sports. So I'm like kind of nerdy, but also I really love sports. Like I'm a huge uh, Ravens fan. The Baltimore Ravens is my football team. And then I'm also, which this is going to be bad for some of you guys, but uh, I'm also a Gamecock fan. Okay. So yes. Thank you, James. Ja Listen, James's dad is a very important person here. So if you say anything bad about the Gamecocks, well, this might not be the church for you. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. But uh Yes, James's dad, Jim, James's dad is Jim Thompson, all right? He preaches downstairs in big service sometimes, and he is a huge Gamecock fan, and uh, I do love the Gamecocks. I can't say that I'm as huge a fan uh, as Jim, but yeah, so those are some of the things that I like, that I enjoy. I actually want to get to know you guys for real a little bit. can't get to know everybody, but I want to hear some of the things that you guys like to do. The first question is, what do you like to do in like your free time, right? What are some things that you guys enjoy? James? Nice. So old school video games. Very nice. Video games, Any? just give them to me. I'm sitting there for hours. Aiden, do you have something? Oh, I thought you raised your hand. Sorry, dude. <laughs> In the back row, boys, just go down the row. Madden 20, more video games. More video games. Playing outside. Is that a new video game? No, okay. That, like, act you actually go outside and expose yourself to the UV rays that are extremely harmful from the sun. Whew. That's called bravery, folks. So he goes to play on the side. Playing with your what? With your chickens? Dude, somebody in first service, I thought that they said cooking my chickens, but, but they actually said petting my chickens. So that's amazing. There's two people, one in each service, who have chickens and enjoy doing just hang. I love hanging out with my peeps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right, you two. 
Playing football, nice. Dawson? Playing Fortnite, more video games. Cheryl, reading? Is that a new, is that a game? No, oh, actually reading. Reading books, how many of you guys like reading books? Yes. I wish, I need to get back into spending more time reading. Uh, that is something that I really enjoy. Yes, reading is a good thing. So we got reading, we got video games, we got playing outside, we got play, playing with chickens, just hanging with my peeps. I don't know if you guys get that, but I think it's really funny to say. And then, uh, yeah, so a lot of fun stuff. What about, what about this? So those are some of the things you guys like to do, and, and there's probably even more. Maybe some of you are like, the thing I like doing is so like, I mean, I, I'm an astronaut, man. Dude, that'd be, that's great. That's great. Um, but we all like doing different things. We all, all have different gifts and talents. How about this one? This is kind of really simple. Where do you go to school? All right, I want to know where you guys go to school because there's a lot of them. Boys, just, just, go, down the whole, just go down the whole row. You, you don't have to go. If you raised your hand, just go. Hampton Park. Homeschool your whole life. Langston. Southside. Southside, 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 Southside. Thank you, Ostrich Brothers. Uh, what about somebody else? Hillcrest Middle, shout out. That's where I went. I went, to, I went to Bryson Elementary and then Hillcrest Middle and then Hillcrest High, okay? That's my Hillcrest Middle shout out. Goodness. Uh, those, were, those were some interesting days for sure. Boys, Greer Middle, Dawson, Malden Middle, Hillcrest Rival, right? Our arch nemesis. Uh, so yeah, we all go to different, Aiden, where do you go? Riverside, nice. We've all got different schools that we go to. Somebody, did anybody say, home, yeah, somebody said homeschool, right? James said homeschool. Some of you guys go to different co-ops. I love it, I love it. Uh, so what about this? So we got different likes and interests. We've got different schools that we go to. What about, what's like your favorite food? What's your favorite thing to eat? Anybody? James, pizza? New York pizza? New York style pizza, nice. This back row of boys is on it this morning. A chimichanga, thank you. It's just fun to say, right? You don't even know what it is, but it's fun to say. Yep. Philly cheesesteaks. Keep just go down the row. That 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 is a correct answer right there. What's your favorite thing to eat? Food. That's great answer. Linguini. Wow, that sounds so good right now. I think I'm going to go to McDonald's and order that. Is that where you get that, James? Uh, yes, brothers. A Disney cookie? Disney cooking? Like, like if you go to Disney and eat their food or like you make it at your home? Ooh. Okay, well... I'm coming over tonight, okay? You guys are going to cook me some Disney. Eel? Okay, that's... All right, we're done right there. Just kidding. I love sushi. Sushi's so good. Uh, how, about, how about over here, Cheryl? Stuffed peppers? Yes, so good. And boys, we'll finish off with you. I like hamburgers. Is that what you just said? Okay, thank you. Dawson? Hot dogs? I like hamburger and hot dogs, sir. All right, so we all have different likes. We all go to different schools. We like different foods and that kind of thing, right? It's, it's a lot of 
Uh, there, we could like keep going. Like the whole service could be you guys answering questions like that. Here, here's the deal though. Here's what I kind of want you guys to see. And then this gets us into like the, vi- the vision, the belong, believe, become, okay? Is no matter who you are, no matter your background, no matter your likes and your dislikes, no matter your, your interests, your gifts, your talents, where you go to school, what your family's like, how much money you do or don't have, no matter who you are, here's what we want you to know as you come into FG Students is that you are welcomed here, you are accepted here, you belong here. Even, get this, even if you're not so sure about God, because I know that you guys have questions, Maybe you've been afraid to ask questions because you've grown up in the church your whole life and your parents are like, well, this is just what we do. But you've got questions and you're trying to figure out, is God, is he real maybe, right? Maybe that's when your question's like, I, I pray, but, but I don't ever seem to really see God answer any of my prayers. So is he like, is he even there? Or maybe you're just having doubts as your family has really been hit hard by COVID and maybe your parents have lost their jobs or just maybe just your world has been so rocked by all of this stuff and you're like, does God even see this? Does he even care? How can he allow bad things to happen to his people, right? Maybe you're having a lot of questions about that. And even, so even if you're not so sure about God right now, here's what I want you to know is that when we get together, you are welcomed. You are accepted. You, you belong here. See, one of the reasons that I am the middle school pastor is because I I really, really believe in you guys and believe that God has something incredible for each of you. I believe that even as a middle schooler, that God has big plans for you and that your life can be transformed by the power of God. And I believe that because I experienced it myself when I was in sixth grade. So you can do the math on all this about how long ago it was, right? But I'm about to be 30 in September, okay? So I'm expecting a bountiful amount of presents. Just kidding. Don't give me anything. Okay. But I'll be 30 in September. When I was 12 years old, my family started coming to this church and my life and my family's life was dramatically transformed. Not because of anything that's so awesome and special about this church, even though it is awesome and special, I I still think, but because of how God was using people like myself, like Brentley, like these awesome, by the way, I didn't shout out all the amazing adults in the room who are your volunteers and they're here because they love you. They could be anywhere else this Sunday morning. They could be eating linguine at McDonald's, right? But, but they're here because they love you, they care about you, and they, like me, they believe that God wants to do something incredible in your life. And so sixth grade, I started coming here. I saw that God wasn't quite who I thought he was. I I used to think that God was really controlling, that he was really mean, and that he didn't, like, he, he cared about me because he created me, but he didn't, like, the whole relationship with God thing definitely was not in the picture when I thought about God. But I found out that the way I thought about God was so wrong, and person after person started telling me who God really was, and from sixth grade to eighth grade, I heard all about the gospel and all about the grace of God, and by the time I got into eighth grade, I couldn't not believe, which is actually the second B here, I couldn't not believe in Jesus. But before I ever got to the believing in Jesus, I knew that I belonged I knew that I was welcomed. I knew that no matter what I had did or what I had said or what I was going to do or say that day, that, that people loved me and cared about me, accepted me, that I belonged here. And then eventually I believed in Jesus. And then eventually the third B is to become more like him. I want you to know that you belong here before we go any further. You belong here. You belong here with us, just like hanging out, having fun. But you also belong with the people of God. We want to give you every opportunity over our time together to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
And then we want to do this journey with you of becoming more and more like him together, right? So again, this isn't something that's just like, man, that's fun. Three words that start with B and they happen to kind of make sense. But this is something that we see in the Bible, in the scriptures. So if you have yours, you can turn to Luke chapter 19, verse, we're gonna start in verse one and just read verses one through 10. Uh, you can scroll there if you got your digital Bible. We also put the scripture on the screens for you guys to read, all right? So this is the story. You may be familiar with it. You may not be, but it's about a man after my own heart. His name is Zacchaeus, all right? You may have heard a little song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he, all right? He's a, a short guy you're going to find out in just a minute. Uh, by the way, I'm five foot two. On a good day, I'm five foot three, okay? So I'm not very tall. Most of you guys will be taller than me by the time you leave middle school, or you are taller than me already. So um, yes, we're going to read <clears throat> and see where, and, and be looking with us, right? I just kind of went over briefly the belong, believe, become. Be looking in this passage for belong, believe, and become, all right? It's in there, and it's in a lot of the encounters that Jesus had with different people throughout the Gospels, right? Let's see if we can find it. We're going to read these 10 verses, and then we're going to come back and kind of slowly work our way through, all right? Here we go. Verse 1, he, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking uh, to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. Me too, Zacchaeus. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, that's the crowd that's around, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Man. Cool story, short story, only 10 verses. So you could read this again once you get home, right? But we're gonna just walk through it. We're gonna see where we would see belong, believe, become in this encounter that Jesus had, right? So let's start. He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through, right? <clears throat> so Jesus is coming through this town. We're about to find out. Zacchaeus gets wind of it and he's like, hey, I gotta go. I gotta look. I gotta see what's happening, right? Verse two, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Here comes the other character in this encounter. He, pay attention to what it says about him. He was a chief tax collector and was <clears throat> rich. That was a weird, I'm trying not to let my voice crack, okay? And that'll be a struggle for many of you very, very soon. So he, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and was rich. Now, let me ask you this question. Here's where you kind of got to slow down when you're doing your Bible reading. Like maybe when you've tried to read the Bible before, you're like, man, I just, I just don't understand what it's saying. Well, sometimes it might be because you're just like trying to read it to get done, right? Sometimes you got to read it. You got to slow down. You got to look at all the clues and really kind of see who the characters are and what we're dealing with here. Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and he was rich, all right? Why would they clue us in on these things? Let me ask you this question. If you've been in the church for a while, you probably know, but were chief or, or were, were tax collectors liked during Jesus's time? No, they were not liked. In fact, you could go so far as to say that they were hated 
at this time. Why were they hated, right? I mean, you've probably heard your parents complain about taxes at some point, let's be honest. So maybe like that is a clue, right? Nobody likes their money to be taken and uh, whether it's like done justly or not, everybody's like, no, it's my money. But tax collectors at the time were absolute crooks. They were thieves. So here's what this guy Zacchaeus would do as he worked his way up the tax collector chain, eventually to becoming a chief tax collector, right? He would go and he would take like the normal taxes from somebody, right? And say like, hey, knock, knock, it's tax time. You got to pay the tax. And then he would add on another huge number. So let's just say you had to pay $10 in taxes, okay? He would say, all right, and your total is actually going to be 50. You're going to pay $10 plus another 40 and that 40, he would put in his pocket, right? Why? Because he could. Because he could. And he was apparently really good at his job. He worked his way up to being one of the top tax collectors in the area. People knew who he was. He was no doubt hated, right? And here's another way we know that he was good at his job. He was rich. He was rich. And I can pretty much guarantee you that everybody knew it, and we know that people knew who he was because of how they reacted when he went uh, and brought Jesus over to his house, right? We'll read that in just a second. So, Zacchaeus, what do you need to know about him? Well, he's short, right? <laughs> We're going to see that in a sec, too. Uh, but he is a tax collector, so he's not liked, and he's rich, so he's really good at his job, so he's like extra not liked, okay? Extra not liked. Okay, here we go. Verse 3, and he, Zacchaeus, was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. This is really interesting. Zacchaeus, remember, he's rich, he's wealthy, he's well off, he's hated, but he's got like everything he needs financially, right? Maybe he's eating eel sushi every night or Disney's actually coming to his house and cooking for him, right? Walt Disney coming back from the dead, cooking for this man. I don't know, that... <laughs> That's not, that was not happening, okay, just in case you're wondering. Um, yeah, slight issue with that, right? Uh, but time travel, that's my man right there. He gets it. Uh, no, so Zacchaeus had, he had all that he could have wanted, right? He's rich, he's wealthy, he's well off. And yet, he still was seeking. See, I think Zacchaeus, even though he had everything, there was a part of him that still was empty and he knew it. See, all of us in this room, we have, call it a God-sized hole in our heart. This emptiness that only God can fill. But we tend to go our own way. We tend to try to get as rich as we can or have as many friends as we can, get as popular as we can, eat as much as we can in order to try to fill this hole and it never works. And I'm telling you, Zacchaeus was experiencing that and he had heard about Jesus and he was wondering if Jesus had the answer to his emptiness. So he goes and he's like, hey, no matter what, I'm going I'm to see Jesus. And so he goes and being short, he couldn't see above the, the crowd's heads. What does he do? He just, so he ran ahead, verse 4, and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. Now let's talk about his height for a second, because I think that I have a one-up on Zacchaeus. I think that I'm taller than he was, okay? Here's, here's why I think that. Back in the day, this is just kind of a fun little stat for you, okay? You can impress, impress your mom today at lunchtime. Uh, but the average uh, male who lived during Jesus' time, okay, the average guy that lived during Jesus' time was five foot five, okay? Yeah, some of you are like, wow, 
I'm an average Jewish man, uh, but you're a girl, so let's talk. But the average man was five foot five, okay? And they know that because of digging up, you know, from grave sites or like tombs or whatever and measuring the skeletons. So the average height was five foot five. To compare that to today, the average height's probably more like five nine, five ten for a male, something like that. You can look it up later. But so it's like a five inch difference, right? People were a lot shorter at the time, which means Jesus was probably around average. He probably was five foot five, maybe five six or something like that. And Zacchaeus, if he's shorter than that, then like maybe he's 5'2", but he's like struggling to really see through the crowd, struggling to see, he's definitely not looking over people's shoulder or people's heads or whatever. He's gotta get up in a tree. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, this is like using my imagination, Bible imagination, that he was more like my sister's height, okay? Which, don't tell my sister I told you this, but she's 4'11", okay? She never reached five foot and she hates it. But that's how God made her. I think Zacchaeus was more like, like, 4'11", like shorter than five feet. He's a, he was a wee little man, okay? And so he climbs up in this tree to see Jesus because he's seeking. He's like, hey, I want to know. I've heard about this guy, Jesus. Uh, let's, see, let's see what it's all about. And Zacchaeus, of course, gets caught, okay? So he wasn't being very stealthy. You know, maybe Jesus heard him rustling the leaves or something. I don't know. Uh, but verse five says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried and came down and received Jesus joyfully. Now, imagine you meet someone for the first time. You've heard about them. They sound nice. But the first thing they say to you is, hey, uh, come out of that tree, and I'm coming over today. Right? Have you, ever, have you ever met a friend like that? Maybe you have. If you have... You need to be very careful. You are way too trusting. But this is what happens with Zacchaeus, right? Jesus says, hey, come down out of the tree. I'm coming over. And, and it's more than just like Jesus inviting himself, okay? But, but we get a, cl- a clue in, like everybody else is not as excited about going to Zacchaeus' house as Jesus was. Verse seven says, and when they, or when the crowd around them saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone, this is what they said. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. <clears throat> Remember what's happening. Zacchaeus is hated by like everyone, right? By like everyone. He's rich, he's well off, he's got a big house, he's got a nice camel, like he's, he's living the life, right? And he's doing it at the expense of other people. He's stealing their money to better his life and everything about it. The people did not like Zacchaeus. And Jesus, I would imagine like he had some context for who Zacchaeus was, what his status was in the community, what people thought about him, but he didn't let that stop him from loving Zacchaeus right where he was at. He, di- he didn't let that stop him from, I mean, he basically welcomed himself into Zacchaeus's house, right? But it was like a big deal. It was a big relational deal to share a meal with somebody and certainly to go into their house with them. Like, it's almost like Jesus is in some ways like giving his stamp of approval for Zacchaeus and the people are so, they're confused by it, they're perplexed by it, they're angered by it. But here's where this belonging piece comes in. Is that Jesus didn't hold this man's sins against him in a way of saying, oh, no, you're too big of a sinner. Too big of a sinner for me. He didn't hold his status and his lack of money, or in this case, he had a ton of money. He didn't let that determine whether or not Jesus was going to love and have compassion on this guy. 
He didn't let his family, he didn't let, he didn't let anything keep him from loving Zacchaeus right where he was at and in some ways making him feel like he belonged. So Jesus goes over to Zacchaeus' house and this is honestly where we're left in the dark. Because between verses seven and eight, if you read it real closely there, it seems like Jesus goes into the house then all of a sudden, boom, he, like Thanos, right? He's out of the house. But between verses 7 and 8, there's, so, there's some interaction in the house of Zacchaeus that happens. And we don't know what happened, but what we do know is that this interaction, these conversations, maybe this sharing a meal and talking about life with Jesus dramatically, like, kind of like a Thanos snap, changed Zacchaeus' life, transformed his heart. At some point in there, we're going to see he went from, oh man, Jesus accepts me. He makes me feel like I belong. He loves me. He cares about me. He sees me up in the tree, right? But he sees through me, like through all this money, through everything to my heart and what I need most. And at some point in there, he believes in Jesus. He receives salvation is what Jesus is going to say in just a minute. And his whole life has changed and he starts to become, he starts to look more like Jesus in his life and his actions, so let's read it real quick. Verse eight, and he, Zacchaeus, remember, seven happens, Jesus goes into the house, now they've come back out of the house, or they're maybe still in it, I guess, but. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Here's what he says after his time with Jesus, I'm literally, I'm gonna give away half of everything I have. Half of everything I have is going to the poor, and for anyone that I've cheated, for anyone that I've defrauded is the word that the ESV Bible uses. I'm going to return it to them four times over. So if I took 10 bucks, I'm going to give them 40. If I took 25, I'm going to give them 100. If I took 100, I'm going to give them 400. Something happened in that conversation, in that time with Jesus, where his life was amazingly, uh, uh, magnificently, miraculously transformed. And in a moment, he went from being the thief that everybody knew and hated to being the most generous guy in town. Not only that, but I can imagine that as he goes and he's giving people the money, they're like, what? Like, what? why are you doing this? What? And I, I can only imagine that he had to, in those moments, say, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? He now goes to being a guy who's asking for forgiveness of everybody in the town because he's cheated just about everybody in the town. This is a miraculous transformation, and this is very much what Jesus does when you believe in him. He transforms your heart. He transforms your mind. He transforms your life. Jesus, verse 9, said to him, today, this is with that believing, right? Salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. This is the business that Jesus is about. This is the mission that he is about, that people would believe in him and trust in him, that he would save those who are lost, save those who are seeking like our buddy Zacchaeus was, and that out of that, that their lives would be incredibly transformed. That's what Jesus wanted for Zacchaeus, and for all the people that he encountered, and that's what he wants still today for me and for you. So this is our vision, that you would know that you belong, 
that you would at some point encounter Jesus in an undeniable way and that you would believe in him, that salvation would come to your house, to your heart. And that when that happens, that you would start this lifelong journey with us of becoming more and more like Jesus' discipleship. That you would be a disciple of Jesus with us. So what's your place in that? Let me throw out a couple of ideas. If you are somebody who already feels like you belong, right? You got this first B down. You're like, I love coming on Sunday mornings. I love doing retreats. Anytime you guys are doing something, I want to be there because I know I'm loved. I'm cared for. I belong. Man, well, now your role might be to help other people feel the same thing. That when you see somebody who's sitting by themselves or you see somebody who's new or, or you, you just know that somebody's like having a rough day, having a rough morning, they're feeling down. Like that you would be the one maybe who steps towards them, invites yourself over into their, I mean, maybe keep it six feet apart if you're really conscious about that, right? But, but invites yourself over into their space in, in a similar way that Jesus invited himself into Zacchaeus' house. And that you would bring that sense of belonging to that person. If you're not experiencing belonging yet, maybe it's because it's your first day, right? You're a new sixth grader. You don't know anybody. It's maybe your first time at this church. And, and here, here's what I want to invite you to do. Is we're going to give you every opportunity to meet people, to have fun, to, to, to know that you belong. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you just be willing to like take a baby step towards that? Would you be willing to just, just take a baby step towards, hey, I know it's uncomfortable to meet new people, but if you never make the effort, it's going to be really hard. When people move towards you, if the only thing you do is like back away, hey, this is my corner, this is my wall, this is my six feet, right? It's going to be really difficult for that to happen. So I'm just going to challenge you, like, would you take a baby step towards, hey, I don't know what you're all about, but I want to I wanna experience that belonging that you're talking about. What about believing? If you've already believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then here's the call for you is to invite other people to do the same thing, to invite other people to believe in Jesus and be transformed by him. If you haven't yet believed in Jesus, you're going to have every opportunity over, our, over the time that you spend with us to believe in him, to receive salvation just like Zacchaeus. If you have, what about becoming? If you believed in Jesus, then this is like your whole thing now. This is what you're going after is becoming more and more like him one step at a time, one day at a time, right? Being a disciple. If you haven't yet believed in Jesus, you can't really do this part. Like you're not, he's got to transform your heart. He's got to grab hold of your life in order for that to happen. Um, but again, we're going to give you every opportunity to believe in him as your Lord and Savior. So this is our vision. This is, <clears throat> again, not just nice words that happen to start with the same letter, but these are things that we see all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the life of Jesus, and it's what we're praying would be true of you guys, praying that's true of our lives as staff and as adults in the room, and it's what we're going to do for the next however long you choose to be with us, all right? Let me pray for us. God, thank you for just having us be back today. It's good to be back. It's good to be doing middle school on Sunday morning. It's amazing to have some new sixth graders in here just with their energy and their excitement. God, I, I pray that you would let this vision, Belong, Believe, Become, that we believe you have given us, that you believe you have set uh, as what we are going after here at FG Students. We pray that it would be true of us, that people would come and know that they belong here with us and that eventually they would see that they really do belong with you that they couldn't help but believe in you. And then out of that, that you would start to, just this lifelong journey of helping us see more and more where, where we need to move towards you and become more like you 
in our daily lives. We love you, God. We pray again that it would be true of all of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.